on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing and a miss. That takes care of Jake Berger. And the Brewers take game one, final 7-1 Milwaukee. But yeah, Tony, that's a little fired up once in a while. He'll be back tomorrow. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. 7-1, Brewers take the opener from the White Sox in a spirited game on the field, off the field. A lot went on in this one. Welcome into the program, everybody. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line. The number, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, this is a really, really good White Sox team, and that's a nice performance from uh, from the Brewers today to open up the series with a victory. You know, coming into the series, everybody looks at the pitching matchups, and, and it all started tonight with, with Freddie Peralta and Giolito, two very good pitchers, and it was that way. But you really have to like what the Brewer starting pitching did when you talk about Freddie Peralta. You knew he was going to have a short start. He went out to that first inning, a 10-pitch first pitch, first inning, and really set the tone for the game right there. Yeah, and let's just get this out of the way before we move any further, it was a scheduled piggyback night uh, between Freddie Peralta and Adrian Hauser. And what that means is you have one guy who's not going to pitch that very that deep, and then you're going to have another guy who's a starter who's also not going to pitch that deep into the game. Peralta was never going to throw more than three or four innings tonight. He's had a long layoff since his last start. He'll get stretched out again for his next start. But this was always the plan, and there was a good opportunity there to take him out of the game at that moment and bring up a pinch hitter. I know there's a lot of people out there on social media. I was kind of expecting some phone calls, you know, being critical of why that decision was made. That was a predetermined decision. Agree with it or don't agree with it, that was a predetermined decision today with Peralta. Especially with the off days, you have an opportunity with Freddie, who's not pitched a lot of innings in the past last year. I don't know how many innings he had, but did not have a many starts and get the innings. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you keep him healthy. And the plan was for Freddie because the number of innings he's already pitched this year is just to have a shorten up, give him a little bit of, give him a big rest, shorten for a, a start, and then get him back in there full time next time out. But you got to like what he did tonight. He threw 52 pit, 51 pitches, 42 strikes. And that those are the percentages that when you, you, use, you see Freddie, they're a little bit disparities a little bit bigger. He's probably throwing probably less strikes in, in the 51 pitches, but tonight very good. Had a very good breaking ball. Was just commanding the strike zone, like I said, the first inning. A good way to start a 10-pitch strike strike an inning and did a, did a nice job. And then you got to like what Hauser did, coming after throwing strikes. They threw 79 pitches between those two guys in four innings. They had 50, 62 strikes. That's almost 75% strikes. That's pretty darn good for your starting pitching. And I well, somehow we've been on the air for about two minutes and not yet mentioned Tyrone Taylor. And he's he has the swing of the night as he hits that grand slam. And there's a there's a lot going on in that moment. Larusse had just been tossed a little while earlier. Tim Anderson's going crazy just a just a moment earlier. Umpires are, are are all you know, and just you got all that going on. And here you got a young guy who's able to lock in and put one heck of a swing on the ball. Yeah, he did. He worked the count and he got a pitch on the inner half of the plate, put a good swing on it. And you see so many times that he's come to the plate in a big time in a ball game, and he gives you those good at bats. And that's that one that growing that that 
education and that learning process that you have to be a good major league player is to give those good at-bats. But tonight, got a good at-bat, got a good pitch a hit, and really put a good swing on it. A big home run, his first grand slam of his career. So congratulations there's eighth home run of the year, having a great year, and has consistently been doing a good job for the Brewers. We already have some uh, messages coming in about Tyrone Taylor. Jerry and Bayview says Kane's going to have to shine to keep Taylor down. Doug says, as president of the Tyrone Taylor fan club, I want to ask when this guy is going to be the starting center fielder, what else can he do? And again, there's going to be some decisions to be made because Lorenzo Kane is expected to return um, for the Pittsburgh series coming up next week. You, you don't throw Lorenzo Kane away. Like he is the starting center fielder on this team, but I do think at the same time, it's we, we can't ignore the production that Tyrone Taylor is is giving this team. And as more guys get healthy and more guys get back, Augie, we were just on less than a week ago, and we were sitting here talking about how, well, it might make sense to send Taylor down to AAA because he's going to get the opportunity to get at bats every day, yada, yada, yada. Right now, you can't do that. There's just no way to remove him from the big league roster. The conversation needs to be more about how to get him in the lineup, not about is he somebody that's going to lose his job when somebody else comes back. Well, we all know what he's done offensively. He's given you those good at-bats tonight with the big home run, and we saw what he did in Cincinnati. Had a couple of really nice hits, came in late in the ball game, got two hits and helped the Brewers to a win. But, you know, you you also have to look what he does in the field. He's versatile. He can play any of the outfield positions, He can, and he plays them all very well. He's got that above-average arm. He gets a great jump on the ball. He's a kind of guy that, you know, you, you sit and you, when you sit back, you don't appreciate it until you look over the, the entire part time he's been here what he does for this ball club he understands what he's supposed to do what his position is on the field on this ball club and he does a very good job of it 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 that's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line you can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air a fun night, a night where it felt like a big game, this was a big game atmosphere tonight at American Family Field, we'll continue to discuss it in just a moment, this is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing and a fly ball down the left field line. Hooking towards the pole. Gone! Grand slam, Tyrone Taylor. Touch them all. It's 7-0 Milwaukee. So coming out of the uh, post-game conversations, I guess... uh, Willie Adamas went up to Tyrone Taylor right before that and said, this is your time, this is your moment. And Taylor had to kind of compose himself a little bit because of all the antics that were going on in the field. So, again, all the credit goes to Tyrone Taylor, but, again, Willie Adamas has his hands all over that. Well, you know... You, you look at where what Willie does for this ball club. We talk about the all the energy he gives this ball club, but there's still a, a part of the game of baseball that that goes back to leadership, leadership and understanding the moment and understanding what you want to do. And talking about young players, we talk so much about we've talked so much about Willie Willie Adamas with with Lucy Arias and what he's done for him. He's Luis Rios is a totally different baseball mm-hmm. player than he was before Willie came over here. But it's not only that, it's the young players. All the young players go into situations, they get opportunities, is to relax them, understand it, and, and let them understand the moment, how big it was. And I'll tell you what, Tyrone Taylor has just done a, a great job. You look at what he's done for this ball club, 
And like I said before, he understands what he needs to do for this ball club. He knows he's not an everyday player. He knows he's a guy who's going to fill in, and he's going to fill in a lot. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. He's going to play a lot. And when he does play, he really does a nice job. You mentioned Luis Urias, and there's a play in this game that might get overlooked by some. That was a huge play where runner at third, coming home, ball to third, and Urias fields it calmly, throws home. I think it was Anderson who was, uh, That's who was right. coming. No, yeah. Anderson was on base. So on base. Anderson was the one who was at the plate. Collins it was. Yeah. Um, and um, it was it looked incredibly routine, so that's why I think it kind of goes under the radar. But the fact that Urias was able to make a play of that stature, I mean, hands were quiet, complete, just everything you wanted, and he, he makes a big play in a big moment look as routine as it possibly could look. You know, it's like slowing down the game but still being quick and making mm-hmm. a good accurate throw. I know we both were talking about it, and we just kind of looked at it, and we watched the replay and how nicely he just got the ball. He knew what he wanted to do, and it that took good concentration and being able to be quick and make that good throw, but at the same time, keep your composure and make that good throw. And I'll tell you what, he made a, a really nice play it. And it was a big play. If he goes to first base, they scored a run on that, and the score is 1-1. to It could change the complexion of the ball game. Nice play by Luis Urias. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go to Sparky and Madison, hey Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, fellas. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. And basically, you guys kind of touched base on what I was going to ask about the uh, Lorenzo Kane situation. He's got to be what 33, 34, 35 years old. Is that? Is that? Am I right in that respect? Yeah, I think he's 34. Is that 34? Right? I think it, I think that's what I said. I know it's right around the mid 30s. 35. Okay. He's now 35 years old. Okay. Uh, let me just throw this out here. Uh, I don't know how many years he's got left on his contract. I don't know the status of that, but I would have to think, regardless of uh, you know the good play of Tyrone Taylor, uh, the Brewers are going to have to make some kind of a decision probably during the off season in regards to him. Not, not you know he's, he's been hurt, and I realize that. And uh, you know he opted out last year, and I think two years ago he had some health issues, and his, his best year really was his first year here in Milwaukee. So, you know, I guess I know that you two can't give me a definite answer, but I, I would think that uh, Lorenzo Kane is, you know, maybe one of those guys on the way out maybe after this year. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, so he's got, uh, he doesn't hit unrestricted free agency until 2023 next year in his 30, age 36 season. Uh, that is his final year of the contract. He is scheduled to make, uh, $18 million next year. Uh, that's, you're not, I, I think he, he plays with the Brewers through the, the duration of that contract. I don't think he's going anywhere, uh, this offseason. And I, He's a really good athlete. We see the plays that he makes in the outfield. Um, he didn't put up great numbers when he was healthy earlier this season, but he had moments. He had some big home runs for the team. I just, I don't want to, 
I'm not putting Lorenzo Cain in the grave yet. I, th- I think he's got a fair amount of pretty solid baseball left. He's a veteran that's very smart, that understands the game, that knows how to be a leader, knows what to do at a bat in a game, big game situation. He runs the bases excellently. He's just one of those veterans that, you know, you're looking at what Willie Adamas has done for this ball club. Willie Adamas has done because he's a, he uses his baseball knowledge with great energy. Uh, Colton Wong is kind of the similar way. The guy just goes on, he plays really hard. Well, when you take someone a little Renzo Kane, he's got those leadership qualities because he's a good guy that understands the game. He's not afraid to go and talk to the younger players. He's a guy that leads by example. He's the kind of guy that during the game can do little things that can help you in a very, very important position of center field. So I, you, you just don't throw a guy like Lorenzo Cain by the side. He offers too much for this ball club. He's one of those guys when you get him back, if you get him going, this is just this ball club is going to be even better because of the style of ball player he is. He's basically going through spring training right now because right. they eased him into spring this year after he mostly didn't play last year on the opt-out. And that's the one area where I do think age comes into play more than anything else. I think it's a lot tougher for a guy in his mid-30s to miss a year and come back than it is somebody in their mid-20s to miss a year and come back. and it, I, That's part of what I think led to some of the struggles for Kane in the early going this year in 31 games. He hit two twenty three. He did have the three home runs, had some, had some big moments. His batting average isn't anything to write home about right now at, at Nashville. He's appeared in eight games. He's hitting two forty. But this is about him going and playing every day, playing nine innings, things like that. And it, the, the one thing I would worry about for Kane this year is, like, does does he ever catch up? Does he ever catch up to where he needs to be? Because you ease him into spring training, then he doesn't get a lot of playing time in the early going because he's a little bit banged up. He's getting everyday time right now at Nashville, but is he going to be there long enough that it really kind of takes, if that makes any sense? And then he's eventually going to get back to the Brewers. He's scheduled to be with the Brewers uh, when they are when they head to Pittsburgh next week. So they open up that series on Tuesday. Um, so... I don't know what you're going to get out of Kane again this year. I still think he's got good baseball left in him, but I I don't know when you're going to see it. The one thing I'll just say, and I think it's really important, there's a difference in a baseball player in leadership in the way he goes uh, goes about his business as a veteran and a guy who you play in September and October. There's just a big difference. Their leadership, their understanding, the way they go about the little things they do to help you win ball games. That veteran leadership and a guy who's been there before is extremely important to a baseball team. And I'm not taking anything away from Tyrone Taylor because I think he's an excellent ball player. But when you put him in a position, when you have a guy like Lorenzo Cain that can do so much for this ball club, that understands the little things that you need to win championships because he did it with Kansas City and he's got that experience you can't there it's it's a priceless you got to have that style and then when you talk about Lorenzo Kane and this organization and what he does I have nothing against Tyrone Taylor or any of the outfielders I just think that experience that he gives the Brewers is so very important 7-1 Brewers get the win over the White Sox by the way I'm sure many White Sox fans are listening right now in their cars as they drive south we <laughs> we saw you leaving many of you leaving quite early after the uh, Grand Slam to get ahead of traffic so we appreciate you being tuned in here to the program we will continue on with it after the news. The news starts in two minutes here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Now the pitch. He struck him out looking. 
and no argument from Giolito on that one. 94 right down the middle. 7-1, Brewers get the win over the White Sox. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Opened up talking about what uh, was always the pitching plan for tonight's starter, Freddie Peralta. Yeah, the, the thought was we were just going to shorten Freddie this time, and the, the goal was you know, we actually got 50 and 60 pitches. 50 to 60 pitches was, was what we were thinking, so... Kind of decided that after the second inning, we'd make a decision if it's going to be three or four innings, and he was really efficient for the first two. So um, just got him a, a, you know, we got him a break um, after the All-Star game um, and then a light one. And the, the goal is just to um, just have this recovery period now between starts just just be a little easier um, and and just get him as fresh as we can. And he'll, we'll extend him the next time and, and – treat him uh pretty pretty normal the next time but um just like i said it's um a little bit of break you know kind of a see it as two and a half three week break here a little bit and then and then just kind of go back to normal but at, at the, the other thing that we was important to us is just we wanted to him to keep pitching we didn't want to just you know we want to give him a break but have him keep pitching and just make it a little make it a little less demanding and really the same with adrian Craig, I was going to ask about with Adrian, is that like also a byproduct of taking advantage of the schedule with the off days you guys have had this recent stretch? Yeah, yeah. well, it's with Freddie too. Um, so it's with, with both those guys that, um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Adrian's done a really nice job and he's, and he feels like he feels strong and feels fresh, but I've, it's the same thing knowing that we have two plus months to go, um, the schedule has allowed us to get these guys to do a little less for a little period of time. And uh, so maybe that as much as anything freshens up them up, like during the next four or five days when they're not pitching, they're just, they recover really well and, um, and are able to kind of capture the last two months feeling good. How about the patience shown by your guys in the, in the uh, seventh inning there it really kind of set the stage for that big inning. Yeah, it was, you know, the uh, bummer just kind of lost the strike zone a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I, th- I mean, Rowdy's at bat was, was a really, really good at bat. He laid off some, some tough pitches, um, to, to set up Tyrone, but, um, yeah, that was a, that was an inning about moving the line and then getting the big hit. Greg Tyrone has given you a number of those over the last couple of years and with Kane coming back, I, I know you make moves when, when it's time to make them, but like, is there a spot for him on this team when, when Kane's back and you have Jackie there as well? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that day hopefully on Tuesday and we'll have to make a decision, but he helped us win a game tonight for sure. Um, and uh, with, with lefty going, he'll be in there again tomorrow. So, um, you know, he's helping us win games and that's what, that's what Tyrone's done all year. He's done a nice job of it. He's a, you know, he's been in our system for a while, but he's a young player that's clearly getting better. Um, this we've, he's gotten probably more major league at bats this year than we anticipated. Um, but it's because he's, he's earned them. Um, and there, there's been injuries that have allowed it, but he's earned them and then produced when he's got them. Um, and he's, he's setting himself up to be a really important player here in the future. Just like boxes inning. It was, yeah, it was zero. Yeah. I mean, it was good to be, he was healthy. Um, 
you know, he, he's box has it. He just, he makes pitches when he has to make pitches. I think he's, that's what he's done all year. Um, you know, sheets had a good at bat against him. I, I thought he threw some good pitches to sheets and then sheets fouled off a couple tough pitches and then got a pitch to hit. Um, but then he, you know, he got strong. He made some good pitches to Anderson to get ahead in the count and got the ground ball to third and, and then made some good pitches to Goodwin. Craig, the other hitter tonight was Telez and, you know, with Jace Peterson doing what he's doing, he hasn't played a ton, but um, how impressed were you by his patience and just proficient at bats tonight? Yeah, I mean, Rowdy did a nice job. He had three huge at bats for us, really drove in the first run. Um, got a double to get another another rally started, um, gave us a scoring opportunity, and then the walk was uh, to keep something going. So, yeah, his you know, that's what's important, I think, other players are playing well. You know, you got you got to take your opportunities. You got an opportunity tonight, and, and made the most of it. That's Manager Craig Council speaking to the media just a little while ago. When we return, we'll go back to the game with the highlights. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this fly ball? This deep right and this third deck. Holy smokes! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-1, Brewers open up the series against the White Sox with a victory. The pitching matchup, it's a good one. We're going to say that all weekend long. Freddie Peralta going for the crew. Lucas Giolito getting the start for the White Sox. There would be no scoring through the first few innings. The Brewers would get on the board in the bottom of the fourth. With one out of Isayo Garcia gets a base hit. Then Omar Nervaez singles, so runners on at first and second before Luis Arias walks. So that loads the bases for Rowdy Telez. Swing and a line drive back up the middle, a base hit. One run is in. Narvaez holds at third. It's one nothing Brewers. Rowdy Telez with a run-scoring single. Brewers still looking for more runs in the inning with the bases loaded and just one out, but Tyrone Taylor would fly out, not deep enough to get a run home. Don't worry, Taylor makes up for it later. A little foreshadowing there. And then Jace Peterson, he comes up as a pinch hitter, ending Freddie Peralta's day, and Peterson would pop out. It was always the plan to have uh, Peralta uh, have a very short outing today, trying to just give him a little bit of a break here in the middle of the season before he starts going full bore once again. So Adrian Hauser comes in to pitch uh, in the fifth inning for the Brewers. He would throw a couple scoreless innings in the sixth. It looked like the Brewers might score again. With a couple outs, Rowdy Telez gets a double. They then intentionally walk uh, uh, Tyrone Taylor. So runners on at first and second. Keston Hira then comes up as a pinch hitter. Here we go. 3-2 pitch. Be ready for anything from this guy. Here it is. Struck him out swinging. Went to number one and struck him out. So it remains a one nothing game. In the top of the seventh, Brad Boxberger comes on for the Brewers. He would get Adam Engel to strike out, but then issues a walk to Zach Collins. Gavin Sheets then gets a base hit. So runners on at the corners, one out, and the always dangerous Tim Anderson at the plate. Big deep breath. Narvaez gives him the sign they're going in. Here's the 0-2. Ground ball hit to third. Urias is going to come home with it. They've got it out there as Collins is going to get tagged out by Narvaez. 5-2 to two on the play. They cut down the potential tying run at home. Good decision by Luis Urias with Tim Anderson who runs extremely well. 
in a one nothing game. That goes down as one of the plays of the game to get the runner at home. So two outs in the frame, and that brings up Brian Goodwin. Lifted in the air to left, Yelich making his way, nearing the warning track, makes the catch, and the inning is over. Brad Boxberger does the job, gets out of the jam, stranding a couple of White Sox on base. And then the Brewers would come through in a big way in the bottom of the seventh inning. New pitcher Aaron Bummer, first batter that he faces off against, is Colton Wong. Stretch and 1-2 coming back. Swing a looping liner into center, a base hit for Colton Wong. But back to the slider did Bummer, and Wong just kept that front hip in there, lines a single to center. He's on base for a third time in this game. Two walks, and now the base hit. Back-to-back walks to Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich loads the bases for Avisael Garcia. The 3-2 pitch. Swinging a high tapper. It's over the mound. That's going to get a run home. The throw to first. In time, says Jeremy React. The Brewers are going to get a run to make it 2-0. Garcia, I'm not sure he's so convinced that he was out at first base. Great play made by Leori Garcia. Bang, bang play. Garcia was out. That's a good play by the White Sox, but it does get a run home after Omar Nevaez strikes out. New pitcher comes in, Ryan Burr. He issues a walk to Luis Urias, and then Rowdy Telez at the plate with the bases loaded. Once again, this time he walks. That forces in Willie Adamas, and the bases are still loaded for Tyrone Taylor. Swing and a fly ball down the left field line. Hooking towards the pole. Gone! Grand slam, Tyrone Taylor. Touch them all. It's 7-0 Milwaukee. Yeah, how about that from Tyrone Taylor? And just earlier in the game, uh, Tony LaRusso had been thrown out. Tim Anderson had been thrown out. There was all kinds of things going on uh, during this game, and Taylor was able to lock in and uh, hit that grand slam. It makes it 7 nothing. The only question at that point is what the final score was going to be in the eighth inning. Uh, Andrew Vaughn of the White Sox facing off against Hunter Strickland made sure that the White Sox did not get shut out. Swinging and a fly ball hit to center and deep. Warning track, this one's going to be gone. And it is for Andrew Vaughn. And the White Sox are on the board. Yeah, that'd be the final score, 7-1. John Del Gustavi would pitch the ninth inning to uh, finish things off for the Brewers. They get the win as they improve to 57-41. and The White Sox drop to 58-39. and Winning totals for the Brewers, seven runs, eight hits, no errors. They leave eight for the White Sox, one run, five hits, no errors. They leave eight. Winning pitcher Adrian Hauser, he's six and five. The loss to Lucas Giolito, he drops to eight and seven. Home runs in the game, Tyrone Taylor, his eighth, hitting the Grand Slam. Vaughn, as you just heard, hitting his 11th of the season. The game lasting and even three hours played in front of a crowd of 32,714 here at American Family Field. We'll take a break. We'll give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll preview game two of this three-game set. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 7-1 victory for the Brewers over the White Sox. Taking a look at scores from around the National League Central. 
Cardinals and Reds opening up a big weekend series in Cincinnati. And the Reds, with a run in the bottom of the eighth inning, they come back and they defeat St. Louis by a 6-5 score. Uh, Wade LeBlanc got the start for the Cardinals with four innings, giving up three runs on eight hits. Tyler Malley got the start for Cincinnati. He gave up two runs on five hits, neither factoring into the decision. Cubs beat the Diamondbacks by an 8-3 score. Zach Davies picks up the victory for the Cubs as he goes five and a third, giving up two runs on seven hits. And the Pirates and the Giants in action right now top of the eighth inning and the Pirates are doubling up the Giants 6-3 is the score there Chad Cool got the start for the Buccos went five and a third allowing three runs on six hits once again in our game the Brewers come up with a 7-1 victory over the White Sox and now they are looking for a series win in game two coming up tomorrow night fantastic pitching matchups uh, all three games but especially here in these next two days as it's going to be nothing but all-stars Corbin Burns is going to start for the Brewers tomorrow the right-hander comes in with a 5-4 and four record and a 2.16 ERA Carlos Rodon will get the start for the White Sox he's 8-3 and three with a 2.14 ERA 6-10 first pitch network coverage of 535 and uh, I will talk to you immediately following the game for Brewers extra innings right here on WT MJ.